things that bump in the night. Things that creep us out. Voices from another realm. The figures that move out of the corner of your eye. That odd light in the sky. All right, welcome back to It Came From Amity. We're doing a little fun, fun mini episode today. Yep, this One. week we're going to talk about just our personal experiences with the paranormal and so the supernatural. We're going to recount a few personal stories. Believe them if you want, don't believe them if you want. We don't care. We're just going to talk from what happened to us, all right? Yeah. Don't judge us. <laughs> yeah, these are just personal accounts that we have had, and maybe by us sharing our own personal accounts, you guys will want to share yours with us. And right. then maybe in a future episode, if we compile enough stories, we'll talk about them and we'll plug you as you know the encounty. Yes, is the term, and we all talk about it. So one thing is too. A lot of people are scared to share their story because they're going to be seen as a nut or a kook. There are definitely fabricated stories out there, but in the ghost community, in the paranormal community, you need to accept everyone's story at face value. In internally, you can think, oh, they're full of crock, or right. that's the plot to the Halloween movie, or whatever, but you can't openly mock people and expect yourself not to be mocked. So you need to give everyone a chance to tell their story. And that's kind of the fun thing with being paranormal enthusiasts is that there's globally and you know and even across time all these people who have experienced different things whether it be ufos cryptids you know little men you know ghosts whatever demons the hat man whatever it is yeah there's all these stories and my thing of it is is that there these stories can't all be fabricated right especially when these stories have happened to you then how can you just simply explain it away? How can you just simply, you know, brush it under the rug? How do you just, I mean, our brains do try to, to bring, to put logic into what we've seen, but yeah. sometimes logic doesn't explain what we've seen or and what we've heard. It is your personal story and experience. That's so right. you're going to be more emotionally connected to it than others. And that is kind of the nice thing too, about the paranormal community at large is that we are generally welcoming of each other because we know that our personal experiences talking to someone who, you know, be just an all out denier. Yeah. We just seem like a bunch of kooks and don't make stuff up for attention because people, I'm a, I got a pretty big, pretty good bullshit decipher and I can tell when somebody's being an idiot. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, there are a lot of things that kind of... And I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. So there's a lot of tales. I mean, cause people will try when people make up a ghost story, you know, or UFO story, whatever they they definitely exaggerate the details, and then what ends up happening is they kind of ignore Adolf Hitler's rule about lies, and that is they don't tell it enough the same way every time to make it. The bigger believable. the lie, the harder you fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, the thing that is, there's so much true stuff. There's no reason to lie about the false stuff. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, no, I'm kind of interested, really, in a couple of yours. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll start with me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to go chronologically. Okay. Because I feel like my memory fades with time, just like everybody else. So the first story is going to be a little patchy here and there. I'm going to try to put it together. If it sounds like I'm stumbling, I am. <laughs> okay. Oh. When I was younger, uh, we're talking definitely grade school, fifth or sixth grade in that area. I had a friend. I'm not going to give names. Okay. But I had a friend who was my best friend at the time. And... I lived in Amity. He lived in Edinburgh. I didn't get to go down there much except for on the weekends. So one night he invited me down to stay over. And my mom took me down there, went to his house. He lived with certain family members. And one of those family members was a sensitive, supposedly. I didn't know what that meant. I just remember being told I have senses, basically, and, and he was telling me to. So I was a kid. I believed it. Um, she had had a past history of witch being a witch or dealing in black magic without, you know, I don't know how to put it. She dabbled. We'll say that. Okay. And I heard some stories that night about her dabbling and about how demons would manifest. And I thought it was kind of, I'm a kid, so I'm believing it, right? Nowadays, I'd just kind of be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I remember laying, he had bunk beds, and I'm laying in the bottom bunk. He's laying in the top bunk because I was a fat kid, right? <laughs> Do you like guacamole? <laughs> so... This is where it gets a little fuzzy. Okay. But she, she was telling me earlier that night, some people are more sensitive. Some people get the feeling. And if you know, if something is near, you know it. And she was telling me about how she used to summon all these things and they're still in the house. She was like, sometimes they'll still be here. They're in the walls. They're in whatever, you know, he's trapped in the couch cushion, like <laughs> whatever. That started to get to me, Right. I'm a little scared kid. I was sheltered. I was raised in a church. I don't, I'm not near this stuff. So I remember laying there and I started hearing whispering and I get up and it's a small house, right? Typical like Edinburgh colonial style house. So I get up and I'm looking at the top monk. Hey, did you say something? He's asleep. He's literally snoring. Crap. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Lay back down. Hear it again. And it sounds like it's coming from in the room. Okay. Oh, wow. The door was cracked. It wasn't open or shut. It was, you know, two inches maybe. So I get up again and I, I think maybe somebody's in the living room, you know, because it was one of those style houses where you had the living room in the center and then the, the rooms were connected off the sides of the living room. Maybe there's talking, the TV's on, whatever. I looked out, nothing. It's black. There's nothing on. Nobody's in there. The rest of the family, I can hear snoring or whatever. Okay. Well, guess what? 
it's time to call my mom and have her come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> so literally at like three in the morning, I'm calling my mom. I snuck into the kitchen, used their phone. I need to, I need to come home. And I think I told her something. She was like, why or whatever. And I think I told her I like peed my pants and I peed the bed or something just to get an excuse. I never told her why. Really? But I felt, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm a sensitive. I'm not, I don't have the shining or whatever, but Sometimes, and it could be paranoia, but when you get something in your head, it can set it off. All right. And I feel like either she set my senses off and made me that way, or I did sense something in there. And, and the innocence of being a kid and being sheltered and, and you know, raised Christian kind of made it contrast a little more, and that's why it affected me. I mean, it's... Very possible. I mean, when you're an impressionable young kid, right? You know, you have that. Um, you know, stories just like you know, kids and you know, watch a scary movie right before bed. You know, yeah. they're it's almost an edible. They're going to have a nightmare. So it's very possible that now the seed has been planted, and you know, you could have a you know some sound or white noise could have sounded like whispers, or maybe it was. Yeah, that's saying. I mean, it very well could have been. If, if know, it was an entity. You know, it could have been, it could have been bullying me. Yeah. Saying like, I don't like your presence here. I'm not used to you. Let's scare him a little bit and see if he leaves. I mean, it's very possible that since she told you all these stories, it was like, we're going to show him. Yeah. You know, we're going to let him know that we're here. And honestly, I was a kid, but it's like, it didn't feel like she was trying to scare me or intimidate me or show off. It felt like she was being legit and sincere about it. And that's kind of what was more unsettling. If somebody was just trying to freak you out, you know, oh, you're trying to scare me. Ha ha. But. Well, whatever entity was there might have been trying to freak you out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because now yeah. it knows that you know. And now it's like, all right, well, now yeah. we're going to let him know. Because I would have, would I have ever seen or felt the entity if I never had that conversation earlier that night? Probably not. Yeah, it's a good chance. I would have watched karate movies and went to sleep just like everybody else. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So watch some David Carradine yeah. doing some kung fu. Yeah. That's that's the first paranormal story I remember as a kid. Okay. So that or gym class in elementary school. Oh, I'm not gonna name drop. Okay. Your what's your story? <laughs> All right. Um I got awful close to accidentally revealing somebody and I didn't. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I've had a few experiences, but um, I think actually I've I've shared a couple already in in this uh, not in this particular episode, but in episodes past. So I never did tell my ex-wife this story. She still doesn't know this story. So it was back when me and my ex-wife were married, and it was back when I was really heavily involved in uh, paranormal investigation. You mean you're not now? Not as heavily, no. <laughs> Getting back into it. Slowly but surely. And, you know, so I, we were, you know, we would go out maybe twice a month, you know, go do the pixie or, you know, maybe me and my buddy Mike might hit a graveyard up, you Did know. Did she go or, with you? No, no. No, okay. And, um, you know, so we would go do whatever. And... She was aware of some of the paranormal theories, you know, that spirits can become attached, entities can become attached. Yeah. 
to people or possessions or whatever. So now I do have a thing that before I leave any location that's supposedly haunted where we've done investigation, not just a random, just I went to the Pixie to go enjoy a movie or to go do something at the festival lights or, and we left and I, but if I'm doing where I've tried to make contact before I leave that location, I make it a point to go, you know, I've come to you respectfully I'm going to leave the same way. You're not welcome to come with me. Um, Just say a prayer or something. Yeah, basically, you can't, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here type of thing. You right. know, so you're not allowed to come home with me. You can't come in the car. You're not coming through my door. You're not welcome. And um, so it is one, I believe, a Saturday night, and I'm at home and taking the night off from doing anything. So no work, no paranormal investigation, no nothing. I'm sitting at home, and I decide I'm thirsty. I want to go get a uh, drink of something. And I asked my ex-wife, this is back when we are still married, and I said, would you like anything from the fridge? And she said, yeah, I want a Pepsi or whatever. I said, all right. So as I get up, I walk through my living room into my dining room. And from the doorway there, you can see directly into the doorway of my uh, son's bedroom. And it is your typical kid bedroom. But there's something that's always kind of weirded me out about that room. And I cannot put my finger on it, except on this particular night, I could see it. And I remember, I always would just glance in there. Even to this day, I just will glance, if the door's standing open, I will just glance in there. But on this particular night, I glance in there, and I can see at floor level, almost as if, like the body of this entity would be like lying prone on the ground. Yeah. But the face is looking right at me and it is, I mean, it is a face. I see the eyes, the mouth, the cheeks. I see a face. And what has got me about this face is it doesn't look normal. The eyes on it, are probably two or three times the size of mine or yours. Um, and it has this grin. It's grinning right at me. Yeah. And the grin on it is not friendly, like at all. It's more of a, um, a very mischievous grin or an evil grin. It does not look like it's there to be happy. Right. Or for me to be happy. And it's looking directly at me. And I'm standing there just off the doorway in the actual dining room. So I'm not actually in the living room anymore. I'm just staring at it. And it's staring at me and not, no, not moving at all. And I remember turning around and going back in the living room. I don't even go into the kitchen. I just turn back around and go in the living room. And... I sit back down and I don't say a word. And my ex-wife's like, hey, are you all right? Where's our drinks? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not thirsty now. She's like, why? I am. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'll go get your drink. And so I stand up and I go back through the doorway. And when I look back into the doorway of my kids' bedroom, that face is no longer there. It's gone. It knew you were onto it and disappeared. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I knew that if I was to look away, it would disappear. Yeah. And in this case here, I saw what I saw. I mean, there was, I mean, it was, and to 
turn back around, go back in the living room, and then like literally a minute into the, my conversation with my ex-wife, I get back up and I go back through there, and that face is gone. Mm-hmm. So I decide to go rationalize it, right? So I go get her her drink. I give it back to her. I, she's like, what are you doing? I said, I want to look at something. And I don't explain to her what it is because I don't want to freak her out. So I go back, and I'm standing back in the dining room. I'm looking in the hallway, and it's still not there. So I continue to walk into the uh, bedroom. I flip the light on, and I'm looking down into the air where this face was, and there's nothing there that would have looked like a face. There's with, with big smiling teeth and yeah. great big eyes. And like if, if I was any good at drawing, I could draw this picture. At, I can still see it in my memory. And I do remember, and I did this, um, so the next day, my wife wants to go out shopping with her sister and she's taken uh, Colt with her. We didn't have the youngest one yet. And I said, that's fine. And she said, what are you going to do? It's like, I'll just do some chores, maybe play some video games or whatever. She said, all right, well, you know, I'll call you. Maybe, you know, let you know for, you know, if we're going to pick something up for lunch, I'll bring something home. I'll, I'll call you and let you know. I said, all right. So she leaves. And at this point I go into the bedroom because I feel I, and I have felt that there's a presence in that room. I don't, I haven't felt it recently, but it's almost out of habit anymore. I just uh-huh. look. But I remember going into that room, and I remember invoking, you know, the name of Jesus Christ. You know, you're not welcome here. You need to leave. You're not welcome in this house. You're not welcome around my family. You're not welcome Can't around hurt, me. Right? right? Go ahead and do it preliminarily. And, and you know, and you. And the thing is, is I, I've learned talking to preachers and people who've gone to, um, like, you know, schools for ministry and stuff, that if you're going to do that and you're going to invoke, you know, the name of God or the name of Christ, you have to have faith behind it or else it's just empty. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, me being a Christian, I was like, okay, you know, and I did. I just went at it. You know, for probably a good solid 15 minutes, like, you're going to leave this house, you're going to leave this room, you're going to leave this place, you're going to leave my family alone. And I never did see another, I have never seen, and this has probably been five years ago or more, I have never seen another entity in that house since. Hmm. But um, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not a sensitive, but sometimes I can feel a sense of unease yeah and just that feeling like you're being watched and if so i am and if i and if it's in the house i will say if i ever feel something else i definitely go to work yeah you know what i mean like i go and okay i'll i'll get out you know uh start praying and you know invoking you know the name of christ okay you need to leave you're not welcome here and whether it's friendly or not or means any harm doesn't do me any good because in my eyes I have a family there. I've got, you know. Yeah, you don't want anything in the house. Yeah. Period. If it was like just me, you know, just me by myself, no kids, no, you know, I probably wouldn't really bat that. If it was just kept to itself, you know, okay. Yeah, or played multiplayer with you on PlayStation or something. cool. You know, hey, man, I got a Nintendo 64. Let's play some GoldenEye, buddy. There you go. You know, have fun. You know. Right. If I get the golden gun, you're a host. I'm just letting you know. But I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, with the family, you know, you can't really take that chance. I don't, I'm not going, because like, I mean, how many times have we talked to, you know, or not us, but have you heard about, you know, on some like paranormal show, they'll have a presence and at first it, it's, you know, benevolent and nice and you're just there and the activity worsens and worsens and worsens. Right. You know, you can't take that chance, especially right. with family. So, 
if I ever feel that I, I do, I guess I go straight to work, mm-hmm. but you know, if I'm going to someone's house or I'm going to a theater, I don't do that. Cause I right. want to, I want to keep going back, you know, yeah. it's like going back to your favorite fishing spot, you know, but, um, but no, that's, that's, that's one of mine. Uh, it definitely hit home cause I was not expecting that at all to show up in my kids' bedroom. See, I'm one of those people where if, if I see something or hear something, I'm more likely to just ignore it because I don't want to start blessing and doing all that stuff and make it angry or make it worse because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a priest, right? So I'll just leave it. And then if it messes with me, ever messes with me or gets worse, that's when I'll escalate it. But I'm not going to go around blessing stuff. Right. Uh, you know, with the fear that I do do something worse or make it worse. Oh well, yeah. But yeah. It, I, I think that it's kind of like anybody who ever has issues with like ghosts or entities in their, in their home. They don't, a lot of times I don't know what to do. And just so they're ignore just, it until it does something bad. Yeah. They're right. right. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. How many ghost stories or you know, do you watch one of these paranormal shows and they're like, well, we just kind of let it do its thing. And then things started becoming worse and worse and worse. And I, I mean, I've heard some stories on Jim Harold's campfire that would just curl your hair. Yeah. You know, because, like, you know, things would get worse. Or, it could just be an innocent little spirit just passing through, though. It could be. You know. Oh, hey, I'm just going to stay right here. Yeah, just little Casper. Right. And his thing. Do your thing, man. <laughs> so, what else you got? All right. I've told this story. We're going to go into some extraterrestrial territory. This is not a ghost story, but, you know, it's paranormal, That's right? right? Okay. Falls in that. I've not told a lot of people this story. I've told you. Mm-hmm. I've told my buddy Chris. Maybe a couple people here and there. So this was probably, I live on a golf course, right? Everybody knows that. Atterbury is, I don't know, three miles east or west Across 31 there. Um, This was probably, what is, 2019. This was probably 2012. Yeah, probably 2012. I got my friend over. I'm not going to say his name. We're in the living room. It's it's probably midnight, 1 o'clock. And we're just playing Grand Theft Auto or whatever. We both get really hungry, and we're like, all right, what's open right now? What's, what's fast? Subway's open. Let's go Subway and grab a sandwich. I don't know what I was thinking. Subway's disgusting. <laughs> so we go there. We, or we come outside. We, get to, we go to get in my car. We're both – the doors are both open, and we're getting ready to take our step into the seat and sit down. And right when – we stick our legs in the car. We look up in the sky, and we're facing south. We're facing south over the golf course. Mm-hmm. And we both look up in the sky at the same time. And I, re- I remember this feeling of just a software shutdown, right? Just, you know how when something happens and you just can't do anything but stare at it? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And we're both staring into the sky, and it looked like within not even 100 feet of us, 50 feet high probably, 100 feet away, 
were these two or three orange orbs that were uniform. They look like, um, you never see like a taillight when it's like really foggy. Yeah. That's what they look like. Okay. But they were close. And they're, they're in like a triangle formation. And we just hear this like faint buzzing sound, almost like an electric fence kind of. And I remember we're looking at these orbs. They're not moving. We're stopped. It felt like an eternity. We're just frozen. But it was probably two seconds, if that. But we looked at each other. And at the same time, we took off in a dead sprint towards them. We were just like, screw this, man. I am going after it. I don't care what it is. So we start sprinting towards it. We stop at the end of our driveway. If you, you know my driveway, it's a long driveway. Yep. We stop at the end of it. We're looking up, and all of a sudden the buzzing gets a little louder, and these orbs start playing like the cup game. Like they're, they're circulating, they're like that. I, it's hard to show you what I'm doing, right. but yeah. And it's random. It didn't seem like there was any pattern to it. It almost seemed like a rotor, okay, like that. And they're doing that, and then all of a sudden, they get really bright and really big, and then they just off. It was almost like when Han Solo goes into light speed, Uh right? It gets really bright, and then gone. And I remember me and my friend just stared at each other after that. We don't say a word, but we're like talking, and we... Our minds are numb, basically. Oh, yeah. We walk back to my car. We just get in. We go get the subway. We come back. Not a word to each other. We come back. We go back in to start eating and playing the game. And like an hour after that, I just looked at him and was like, did you, uh, you remember what, what did we, what happened? And he was just like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to, it, it didn't happen. We're not going to talk about this. I don't want you to tell anybody. He doesn't, like, to this day, mm-hmm. he does not want me to talk about it. Wow. Or he does not want me to tell his name. None of that stuff, okay? Is it a fear of ridicule? Or? I guess. He's one of those people that he's, he really cares what people think. Okay. And the funny thing is, one time, I, I really pissed him off because I had a friend who I was telling a story who, I, I'm an open book, I'll tell it, I don't care. See me, you could call me crazy, whatever. I know I'm not crazy, okay? Uh, I had a friend I was trying to explain it to, and he didn't believe me, so I called my friend who witnessed it with me. Hey, what happened that time, and he didn't know what, you know, he answered, hey, what's up? What happened that time we were playing video games late at night and we decided to go to Subway? And he told the story as I had just told my friend, word by word. That's pretty awesome. And my friend was just like, holy shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember just telling my dad about it, and he kind of shrugged it off, but I could tell he was like, yeah, sometimes there's things out there. I remember my dad saying that. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, because he grew up, I mean, this was his house his whole life. Yeah. It was a farm, and I remember him saying, yeah, sometimes there's things out there. I didn't know what it meant. What are you talking about, dude? Was he trying to scare me? I don't know. Maybe he. Uh, it seems like a something. prank he would play, but maybe he experienced know. something back in the day, right? And, and that's the first time, you know. I, I don't want to say it's an alien, but it was definitely a UFO, an unidentified flying object. Oh, for sure. I didn't know what. No plane is going to move like that and no. and hover over our house at three in the morning. 
Well, no, and that's the thing is like, even if he did, what kind of prank, how would your dad have pulled that off? Well, I mean, I th- see what I was thinking was he was just saying sometimes there's things out there to kind of rile my fear. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he doubted that I saw something, but he might have thought it was like a bird, but I'm going to freak him out by saying a, a hanging sentence like that, right? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's either your dad recognizes that, yeah, there's things out there that we can't explain, or... Right. He has seen something out here yes. in the country as well. Or he's just trying to mess with his son a little that, bit. Well, that could be. You'll have to ask him one day and go, all right, you know, you've lived out yeah. here your entire life. Have you ever seen anything out here in this dark country sky that right. you can't explain away? And, and this is why, like, I don't go around touting this story. Like, I don't care if you believe me, right? right? Because to me, like, in my heart, I know that it happened. Right. And I will testify i will swear that this happened to me and i do not care i don't need your validation if you believe it or not right so you know? i think that's what a lot of people who are involved in the paranormal i think that that's kind of their thing is like when they finally do come clean with whatever I'm news getting, they have i'm getting calls and <laughs> texts nonstop, and you are you know when you get that when they finally come clean and they go, you know what? This is what I saw. Almost always, they're proud that they've come clean with it. Right. And they're like, I don't care what you think. Yeah. I don't care what you say. I know what I've seen. Yeah. Or I know what I have heard. And I know that I didn't hallucinate it. Mm-hmm. I know what's, it's not an auditory uh, hallucination. I know that it was not in my head. It was an external sound. Right. It's an external vision. I could see it. You know, just like all these people talking about shadow people and hat man and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, there are, I think there are things that play, you know, whether it's a demonic or angelic force or spirits of the dead, whatever they are, not, I, there's not this big community of liars. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, or, or just a big community of people with tumors. Yeah. And then and they're seeing things. Especially if it's a one off thing. Like it, you know, how often are you seeing orange globes in the sky? You I know don't I mean? have a ghost story every week. Like right. this is one this I've got like three ghost stories or paranormal stories. This is the biggest one. Right. Because it was a and this is the one I put more faith in because it was a definite thing that I saw this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I have someone to back me up. My friend is a law student. He was a law student. He is not going to lie. That's part of the reason he didn't want everybody to know. Oh, yeah. But he's not going to lie, okay? Right. So it's like the fact that he backed me up, and I don't go around telling people this story because, first of all, they're not going to believe me, and I really don't have time or I I don't care, okay? I think some people, I mean... Because, I mean, let's see. I mean, let's face it. There are a lot of people who were interested in when President Trump came out and he's like, we're going to start releasing paperwork. Right. We're going to start releasing files. And the that internet, never happened. <laughs> yeah. And, well, what got released was highly edited. Right. Um, but, you know, the internet community went bonkers. Oh, yeah. You know, Tommy DeLonge went bonkers. And, like, woo, we're going to have, uh, you know, disclosure and it. It wasn't what it was. I mean, not truth. Uh, basically, they were just saying, yeah, there's UFOs. Yeah. They didn't say what they were. They didn't release any photographs. There's no footage. Uh, we don't have anything that's been officially declassified. So it's like we were still basically right square one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So m- my whole thing is, it's like 
you know, the paranormal community, whether you're UFO, you know, UFO freak or you're a cryptid fanatic or you're a ghost guy, whatever your, you know, your discipline is, or even if you kind of enjoy it all, mm-hmm. you don't belong to this mass community of liars, the people who said, yeah, I've seen a ghost. Yes, I've seen aliens. Uh, you know, I've seen Bigfoot or I saw a leprechaun or you know, whatever your, like I said, I don't believe every story and I don't believe every cryptid report. And I don't believe yeah. that every cryptid is a real thing. And, there are definitely fabricators out there. Oh, without a doubt. So, but what I do find is, especially when it's like ghosts and UFOs, I, 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 I mean, it's just too believable. There's just too many stories, too many people. And it yeah. just, it'd be odd and hard pressed to find just a, this large community of people who are just willingly coming out to look like psycho sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So I mean, that's my take on that. I mean, and I'm a very honest person. I don't make up stuff. I don't exaggerate really, you know, like I'm not going to make stuff up for attention. I've never been like that. Right. And I do care what people think about me, but sometimes when something happens, it's frustrating because it's like you can go from being the most credible person to now you're a lunatic. Well, here's the funny part about that, too, on the, on the other side of that same coin is you can go into a room of people, okay, and say, hey, yeah, this is Noah. He's the one that had the UFO thing. Mm-hmm. And... They might at first look at you like, okay, you psychopop, I know for a fact you didn't see that UFO. But about 15 minutes later, when you're over there drinking your, your, you know, your tea or whatever and you know, eating on your muffin, they're going to go, hey, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily believe this, but here's my experience. Here's my encounter. And all of a sudden, you guys are you know, trading you know, yeah. your little stories. Or they're asking you about it because everybody has that deep-rooted, you know, curiosity well, about stuff. Part of why paranormal podcasting is exploding as a genre. Yeah. It seems like why there's like a thousand that pop up every week, it feels like, including our own. Right. But, you know, because people are interested. People, it, it, you, even if you look like a nut job, there's a thousand other people out there who are willing to hear it because, A, it's interesting, or B, they can relate. It's a natural human thing to be interested to be curious without a doubt and that's why we have science and stuff right like this is curiosity you know even if you haven't had an experience i bet you most people in their life have had some sort of paranormal experience either they don't know about it or they're hiding it but i guarantee you they have had something happen well i mean it's just like this i think some of the paranormal activity that they've they've experienced has been subtle most of the yeah. time. So they're able to kind of go, well... Or masked by actual scientific, yeah. you know... And they can explain it away. Well, the cat must have knocked that over. Or, well, it must have been a draft. Or, yeah, the microwave. You know, yeah, whatever. Or, you know, the <laughs> light's playing tricks. And I really yeah. didn't see that figure just literally walk in front of me. It had to be probably the light. People are willing to explain it away because they, they themselves don't want to look crazy. And they themselves maybe adamant deniers. Like well, they just have a logical mind and they just can't accept that kind of like well, you I mean, know. yeah, like my father, he'll sit and tell you he doesn't believe in aliens and ghosts, but he'll sit and watch unsolved mysteries till the sun sets. Right. Or he'll sit and watch ghost hunters or whatever. And it's like even if you're not believe you don't believe it, 
you're still interested by the topic, right. obviously. Yeah. And you don't have to be a believer to be interested and, and open up your mind and say, okay, well, what if? Because I'm going to sit and tell you, I don't believe every single uh, piece of the paranormal puzzle. Okay. I don't believe every subtopic or subgenre of like, okay, well, these leprechauns and fairies and Sasquatch yeah. and uh, whatever else, or, you know, I don't believe in all of it, but I will open up my mind and go, but what if? Right. I will always play the what if game in the paranormal, uh, you know, realm, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to sit and believe all of it either. No, but it is Leprechauns fun to think are about. a bit far fetched. Yeah, there, you know? there is a little bit of a far fetchedness to it. I mean, because it's like, okay, honestly, how many six inch or one foot critters are out walking around right. looking like regular people except on the miniature? Yeah, and even more miniature than miniature. So it, it I mean, I mean, like. It, it's still fun to think about. Like, what if there is a bunch of the like this race of little people, li like little little people, out running around, and they're they look just like us, but like a foot tall. That's why sci-fi exists, right? Yeah, people I mean, make up little stories like that for fun. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I I believe there is, especially with aliens. I believe there is something out there. I don't. I'm not Dan Aykroyd. Like, I'm not going to sit here and preach it. Yeah. Believe it if you want. Yeah. I mean, the possibility of it is too great to deny. I agree. You know? I, agree. I mean, there's just too much, too many reports and too much footage. I mean, like the right. Navy had that leaked uh, fighter uh, footage. They were tracking something and it's outpacing their fighters. It's out, you know, and it's something that they've never seen before. At least these fighters haven't, these pilots. Right. They've never seen anything like it. It's an ego thing. I feel because a lot of people don't want to believe we're not the only ones. Well, it's part of that. And I think it's also part, um, just like Tommy Lee Jones said in the original man in black that, you know, you know, the person is smart, the individual is smart, but people are panicky, dumb animals and you know, it. and, fear. and, yeah. he, and they address that in the movie. And I think that that's actually, cause we all know about the mob mentality. We've seen it in the news and, and everything and we've seen it in the past. And, and I think he hits on something. If, if, Although I think as a, as a race, as a human race, I think we're not where we were 15 or 20 years ago. I think that we are now more open about the process. And we're like, okay, if, it, if there is something out there, we want to know. We're ready for that. Yeah. If there is these little gray men or if they're green or if they're you know tall, blonde-headed creatures, whatever they are, we're ready to know. We're wanting to know. If the universe is infinite... You know, humans, yeah, infinite's a word, but it's not a number. And humans don't have the capability to mentally understand what infinite really means. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing, too, is like, I, and we can go on about this in another uh, podcast where we talk about the Fermi paradox or whatever, but mm. it's just like you have these scientists that go, yes, there's a good possibility we've been visited from another race you know, from, you know, somewhere in the galaxy. Then you have these other scientists go, well, yeah, but think about it. We're not the center of the universe. And who's, and why would we automatically assume that just because there's other intelligent life out there that's able to travel space time, that they would just want to come here? Well, I mean, the thing is, maybe they weren't going, it's just like stopping at a truck stop on your way to Florida, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, oh, what's that beautiful green and blue planet? Let's check it out. Zap away. That, that probably explains why they don't stick around long. We don't see them long. They're not vacationing. Yeah, you don't have time to get a picture. So where know? the rest stop? Where the, where the pee place? 
Who knows, man? Or the poop stop. Who also. knows? They're like, hey, man, I got to let go of some, like, a massive right. big bang. You know or you I mean? just see it, you know, out the window. Hey, go over there real quick. To them, if their technology is that great, it, you know, they probably go light speed constantly. Yeah, good possibility. Know? I'm not a scientist. I don't know what I'm talking about. But. And you, well, and it's the thing is, like, I think in the paranormal is not a science. Yeah. We want it to be, but it's not. It's and a theory. Yeah, I mean, it's all theory. We have... There's so many theories. Like, I mean, I listen right. to Astonishing Legends and Jim Harold, and, you know, and, and they'll talk about, you know, they'll have one guy on and he'll talk about his theory about, you know, what's, you know, ghosts are. Another right. guy will come on next week and he'll talk about his theory, what ghosts are and what they're trying to do and how they materialize and all this other stuff. That's just a story to me that, that sticks with me, you know. Yep. So, whatever. Yeah. So, I think that we should do another episode like this. Okay. Uh, again, where we kind of talk about personal experiences and kind of not necessarily a super scripted episode, just something where we're almost having just a almost like a tell-all conversation of our paranormal experiences. I've got one more story, but I feel like it'll be better served to do it at another time. Okay. Yeah. It's a little more, it's a deeper story, I think. It's something that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't want to do it today. Okay, all right. <laughs> so yeah, we'll yeah we'll definitely have to dig. Uh, we'll 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 cut that thing open like a wound. And yeah, we'll just get deep. Yeah, it's I I feel like I struggled with a long time not a long time ago ten years ago eleven years or nine years ago I struggled with depression pretty bad like therapy medicine all that stuff and I I honestly feel like something was interacting with me during that time. It's possible. I mean, they say that, that dark entities are much stronger or acting But I don't necessarily think it was dark. I think it was something that just felt my energy and kind of sucked off of it and was able to make itself present. Kind of like, they have a term for that. It's like a, um, it's a, like a, what is it? It's like an emotional vampire. Like a succubus. Well, succubus. They 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 mate with. They're demons that mate with people. Oh, okay. What there there is? It's like some kind of like a uh, energy, energy vampire, vampire or something like yeah. that. It, it, there's a but there's a certain name for them, and I know I'm, I didn't use the right term, but I I have I I don't remember uh, for life uh, me what it is. I honestly and I don't want to go into it too much, but. I feel like a lot of people who are dealing with mental depression or in- instability at the time do experience stuff like this more so than mo- most people. Well, I mean, there's, I think because a lot of these entities realize that their guard is down and they're susceptible to these spiritual and psychological and emotional attacks Yeah, because they're going through their own internal turmoil. And I think these entities know how to capitalize on it. I mean, they've right. been doing it for a long time. So... I think that they know how and they will do it and they will push the envelope because they, at the end of it, they want to torment you. These dark ones, they want to torment you. They want to do bad things. And if they can latch on to someone who's, you know, already struggling. struggling. Yeah, it's an exactly. open invitation. Yeah, basically. I mean, because how can you protect yourself against that when you can't even protect against yourself? Right. But then part of you says, well, was it in my mind? I was on meds and I was dealing with this, yeah. you know. But it could be a, in, a manifestation of something from your mind. Could be. Which doesn't make it less real, you know. True. So, I don't know. We'll talk about it sometime. Yeah. Today, we don't have enough time. Yeah, there's... 
I got to get home and get a shower, take the dog out, go to bed. And Noah has a Photo work shoot. commitment. So, yep. So, but thanks this, for listening, though. Yeah, this has been fun. Um, like I said, we'll do another podcast episode. Yeah, like we'll this do again. these every once in a while, little mini stories. Yeah, I'm all about that. Let's do it. Yeah. So, thanks so, for listening. Yep. Welcome to, or thank you for another week of your attentive ears please share us with your friends and family this podcast depends on you sharing us if you go to spotify anchor google podcast app make sure you either follow like subscribe whatever it is and that way you get instant notifications and when we upload another podcast episode um we will try also this week or two we know we've not been hit and miss on social media and i'm going to try to remedy that as much as i can um whether it shared a nice little paranormal meme or, right. you know, or just letting you know what's going on with our happenings. We will be, I'm going to be more vigilant about that. And, but like I said, let other people know that we exist because it's, you know, we don't really, we're not pumping money in this. We're not backed by a big media network. So we rely on you. Right. And there is something else we will, uh, hopefully I have someone that's going to be making uh, travel tumblers, like coffee tumblers for us. Okay. Um, that might be something that if you guys are interested, we might do as and a giveaway. If you like our page, help us out by sharing the statuses and episodes. Yeah. Just click the share button, share now. Yeah. You don't we have really to do. need you to do that. Yeah, because I mean, if you like what we're doing, if you like the content and if you like the you know, the the way that we deliver it, you might know someone else who likes it too. Or yeah, we're just like casual con- conversers. Yep. So And and feel free to be interactive with us on on uh it came from Amity's Facebook page because we will write back. We will converse with you. We will be more than happy to listen to your stories or read your stories or give us ideas of what you want us to talk about. Um, I do have one more thing. Okay. Uh, so my closing thought here is, and this is some advice to you, to anybody is you never know what somebody's going through. Yep. And if they have a story that is real to them, uh, and it seems far-fetched or whatever, let just, if you're a good friend and you care about them, let them tell the story. Yeah. Don't judge them. Don't, you know, don't throw shade their way or make fun of them. Maybe it's just a story that they feel like they need to tell to get it off their chest. Maybe it's something that they're hiding within a ghost story to kind of help relate their problems. I mean, unless the story you know, that they're telling is like, like some kind of uh, foreshadowing to self-harm or right. harming other people. It can be therapy. Yeah. Get I mean, it out. Let so. them tell their, their ghost story, UFO story or cryptid story, you know, right. and ask questions. I mean, look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, I'm not saying feigning interest. What I'm saying is, is be interested and, yeah. and want to know more. Cause it, it know, if they're willing to tell you this story, it obviously means something to them. And it could be a very real story. It could be. But most importantly, it means something to them. Yeah. And it takes a lot of, um, what do you call it? A lot gumption. of uh, gumption, yeah, uh, vulnerability yeah. to open yourself up and be like, this is what happened to me. You're yep. putting yourself at the mercy of somebody's judgment, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, because I think that is a popular social thing to do is like, I think, you know, deeply most people believe in something paranormal. Yeah. And then yet outwardly, They'll like look at someone as if they're some kind of like kook. Yeah, like a kook. Because their story is not as important to you as your own. Yeah, and you're like, 
That's how it is. Yeah, like, well, there's no way that he experienced something, even though I may have experienced something. But his story is obviously fake, and mine is 100% true. It's hubris. Yeah, we, we, and I think if we are, if first one thing that the paranormal community is known for, it's kind of our ability to sit together and hear each other's stories. And that's kind of what this podcast is about in a lot of ways, is we want to hear your stories. So if you get on, you know, Facebook and which is the only social media that we have aside from the three podcast carriers that we are associated with, share your story. Or if you want, you can message us your story and we will edit out your name and we will share it that way. Yeah. Or better yet, just comment on the status, share your story. Yeah. No one's going to judge you. Yeah. Everybody likes this page because they like this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's going to judge you. And I'll tell you what, if somebody leaves a hateful remark or they're, a comment, they're gone. We're going to block them from the page. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, if you want to talk about inclusiveness in this inclusive, uh, era that we're in, Trust me, there's no one more inclusive than paranormal enthusiasts, honestly. Right. We don't care if you're gay, straight, bi, if you're black, white, per, you know, periwinkle. We don't care. Yeah. If you are interested in this stuff, then we welcome you to the fold. Right. And it's fun. It's just yeah. fun for us. Yeah. You know? So thanks for listening. Um, share your story. Follow, like, share, whatever. Yep. And just like always, have a good week. <laughs>